You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 80, Dr. Phobia. Welcome to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your family, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. What's up, you guys? Are you feeling the Halloween vibes in this podcast title? We're going to be talking about Dr. Phobia. I thought that sounded kind of spooky, kind of fun for Halloween, right? I'm getting in the mood. (laughs) I've actually been pretty excited for Halloween this year. I've been trying to scare my husband. He doesn't get scared. He's the worst person to go to a haunted house with because he'll just look the guy with the chainsaw in the eye and be like, hey, what's up? Like he doesn't get scared. So I've been trying to scare my husband. (laughs) We have this blonde wig and I keep putting it on different things like the head of a broom or whatever and hiding it around the house, trying to scare him. (laughs) But so far I haven't had much luck. So I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to get him. But anyways, I'm excited for Halloween. It's kind of a fun holiday. I know this year's kind of weird. I don't really know what's happening as far as trick-or-treating and all of that, but All I know is one way or another, I'm going to get a bag of Snickers and I'm going to eat it. So (laughs) I hope you guys are excited for Halloween. I hope you have a nice, safe holiday and enjoy yourself. But I'm excited today to talk to you about doctor phobia because, again, it just sounded kind of fun and Halloween-y, but also because I think so many nurses experience doctor phobia especially as new nurses. It takes a little while to get comfortable talking to doctors. As a night shifter, when I first got started as a nurse, I would feel so bad calling them in the middle of the night because I worked on an orthopedics unit. And so if one of our patients who had had surgery was having some complications, we couldn't just page the hospitalist. We had to call the orthopedic doctor. And so I always hated waking up in the middle of the night. I worried they were going to be so mad at me and they were going to think it was a stupid reason to call and they'd yell at me or whatever. And so I had a lot of anxiety about talking to doctors. And maybe you feel that way, whether it's calling them during the middle of the night or during the day or paging your hospitalist. You know, they're spread really thin. They're really busy. And so you don't want to bother them. Or when they're actually physically there on your unit, Maybe you get nervous about going up to them and asking for orders. And I know I've coached a lot of people about feeling like they never have the answers for doctors. If something unexpected happens, you call a rapid response or a code, the doctor comes in and they start firing questions at you. And you don't have the patient's chart memorized. And so maybe you stumble over answering some of those questions and You just feel so nervous and so incompetent and not prepared, and that can be really nerve-wracking. Any of you experience this? If you do, I want to help you out with that today, okay? So first, what I want you to know is that, of course, it feels so scary when you go and talk to doctors, and you want to know why? Because you're probably making it about you. This is what we tend to do, right? We wonder, what are they going to think of me? 
Do I sound smart? Did I miss something? Was there something else I should have done and assessed? Was I not thorough enough? And so we make it all about us. What are they going to think of us? Am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough? And what I want you to know is whenever we make it about us, that's when it gets really scary. So as a life coach, I do my best coaching when I don't make it about me. When I'm thinking about me, that's when it gets scary. So when I was first starting out coaching, that's what I was falling into a lot. I was starting to think, what does my client think about me? Am I saying the right thing? Do I sound credible? Do I sound knowledgeable? Do they believe me? Do they trust me? What are they thinking about me? And imagine that when you're trying to give someone advice, you're trying to see their situation objectively and help them. And all that chatter is going on in the back of your head, kind of distracting, right? And that's what's happening when we're talking to doctors, when we're making it all about us and all those questions and those judgments of ourselves are going off and we're so internally focused. And then they're asking us questions about our patient, then it becomes this big distraction. And so that's when we fumble over our words. That's when we forget the stuff that we really actually know. And we don't sound as knowledgeable or intelligent or capable as we really are. So when we make it about us, that's when things feel scary. But that's what we do. Starting in elementary school, middle school, all the way through high school, we develop this spotlight syndrome, right? We think that we are in the spotlight, that everyone's paying attention to us and thinking about us. That's why during those teenage years, everything is so embarrassing. Parents are so embarrassing. The car you drive is so embarrassing. The clothes you wear are so embarrassing because we think that everyone is paying attention to us. We think we're in the spotlight. When really everyone else is thinking about their embarrassing parents and their embarrassing clothes and their embarrassing car. But we have this idea that all the attention is focused on us. And I think as we get older, we tend to grow out of this to some extent. But once we're back in situations where we don't feel confident, then those insecurities creep back in and we start turning the focus back towards ourselves. So if you don't feel comfortable talking to a doctor, if you're not confident in yourself as a nurse or in your medical experience, then we tend to revert back to putting ourselves in the spotlight. We think everyone is thinking about us and judging us. When in reality, doctors are thinking about you a lot less than you think they are. You know what they're thinking about? Their patients. They're thinking about this disease process. They're thinking about putting in orders. They're thinking about all those pages they need to respond to. They're thinking about what they're doing with their family over the weekend and those plans that they have or how they haven't gotten enough sleep. They're thinking about so many other things. You are a very small part of what they're thinking about, okay? But we interpret their actions as if they're looking at us in the spotlight. So we look at it as this isolated situation where everything they do and everything they say is because of what they're thinking and feeling about us. 
So let me give you an example of this about how we just look at that isolated situation. We're not seeing the whole big picture, okay? So one time my husband and I were working the same shift. We work on the same unit. Now that we've got kids, we don't work the same shifts very often, but every once in a while we'll overlap. If we are trying to get a few days off together and able to spend more time with each other, then we'll have a babysitter come, spend the night with the kids, and we'll go and work together. So that's kind of fun. But it was one of these nights where we were both working and I came out of a patient's room and was rushed to go grab some IV supplies. And my husband looked at me and he thought I looked mad. And he was like, are you okay? Do you need help with something? And I realized that he was just looking at my body language and he was interpreting it in that situation to think that I was frustrated or overwhelmed and that's what he was seeing, right? Which made total sense from his little snippet of what was going on. That made perfect sense that I looked overwhelmed or frustrated. But I just laughed and I was like, I got to get back in the room in time to find out who murdered this person. Because <laughs> have you noticed patients are always watching those true crime shows? At least at my hospital, I feel like every room I walk into there's a true crime mystery going on. So I was in a patient's room doing a med pass. I got caught up in this murder story, but then I had to go out and grab some supplies and I didn't want to miss what happened. I wanted to find out how it all ended. But from what my husband saw, it just looked like I was frustrated and overwhelmed. Not that I was eager to get back to my show. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't admit that. I don't know. I, I know I'm not the only one. So when we're interacting with doctors, we're just seeing this little snippet. We're seeing them interacting with us. And when they get this look on their face that looks stressed, we automatically think I did something wrong. They're judging me when really they're thinking, oh, shoot, I forgot to put in that order or I should have asked this question during the admit or I have so much charting to do. So they're facial expression that shows stress is not necessarily about us. We don't know the whole big picture. Okay, so I want you to know doctors are thinking about you a whole lot less than you think they are. Let yourself step out of the spotlight. Then we can actually think clearly and we don't worry about all these judgments they have about us. But I would be lying if I said doctors aren't going to have any judgments of you. So I want to talk about that next because some of you might be like, okay, yeah, I know they're not constantly thinking about me through the entire day, but sometimes when we're interacting, they're making judgments of me. And you're right. They are sometimes, but just because they have an opinion of you doesn't make it true. It actually doesn't tell us anything about you when doctors make judgments and opinions about you. What it tells us is something about them. So you guys know I am an ice cream-aholic. I love ice cream. I was asking my husband today, I said, if you didn't know anything about health, if you didn't know anything about calories and nutrients, do you think you would eat differently than you do right now? And he said he didn't think his diet would really change that much. But for me, I was like, I would for sure eat a whole lot more ice cream. 
because I love ice cream. I would eat like I did when I was little. I ate tons of ice cream basically every single day. Now I don't do that so much, but I still enjoy ice cream. But if someone has a favorite ice cream flavor, that doesn't tell us anything about that ice cream, right? So the other day we had a friend over and he bought some salted caramel ice cream. And my husband said he didn't really like that ice cream. My husband likes raspberry and mint chocolate chip and flavors that I'm not really crazy about. I go for the really chocolatey stuff. So we all have these different opinions about which ice cream is good, but that doesn't tell you anything about those different flavors of ice cream. What it tells you about is us. It tells you that I like chocolate. It tells you that my husband likes mint and fruit. And it tells you that our friend likes salted caramel ice cream. So when doctors have opinions about you, it doesn't tell you anything about how good of a nurse you are. It doesn't tell you if you're smart or if you're capable or if you're competent. Their opinion just tells you something about them. It tells you about their expectations. It tells you about how they interpreted the situation, but it doesn't mean anything about you. But we think it does. We give their opinions a whole lot of power, right? We give their opinions so much power that we instantly drop our opinions of ourselves. We're like, oh, if they don't think I'm smart, then I must not be. If they don't think I'm capable, I must not be. If they don't think I'm a good nurse, then I must be terrible, right? So we are so willing to just give up our own opinions of ourselves when other people make these judgments about us. Isn't that interesting? You know yourself way better. You know the whole big picture. We've got to be willing to hold on to our own opinions. And we can take what the doctors say into consideration. Certainly, we can take their preferences into account. We can ask for recommendations. We can be open to all of that. But we can still get our own back. We can still believe that we are knowledgeable and capable and doing our best and we have good clinical judgment. And maybe we think we made the right call in this situation. So just because someone else has an opinion of you doesn't mean that it's true. And really the opinion that matters most is your own. So that's where we got to start. If you're wondering what the doctor is thinking about you, I want you to take a step back and ask, what do I think of myself? And then we can work from there. But once you can establish that solid foundation and believe in yourself and trust yourself and feel confident, not saying that you have all the answers. I'm not saying we think we know everything, but just that we don't have to instantly question our own worth and value when somebody else does. Once you can have that solid foundation for yourself, the ironic thing is that's when we stop thinking about ourselves so much. That's how we step out of the spotlight because we can quiet that chatter in our brain and be like, I'm good. Now I don't need to think about me anymore. I love this quote that says, forget yourself and go to work. I think that's what we need to do as nurses. Forget about worrying about yourself. Let yourself come out of the spotlight because you already know you're good and valuable. You don't have anything to prove. 
So now we can go to work for our patients. That's what we need to turn the spotlight on. Take the spotlight off yourself and put it on your patients. What is best for them? What do they need? What's going on with them? If I think that there's something that needs to be communicated to the doctor, then I'm going to do that for them, not because of what the doctor is going to think about me. And I'm not going to withhold myself from calling them because of what the doctor is going to think about me either, right? So then we can stop thinking about ourselves and we can put the spotlight on our patients. And that is really where it belongs. We all know that, right? But sometimes we just need to remind our brains. So the next time you need to approach a doctor and you're feeling kind of nervous, that's okay. But just remind yourself, this isn't about me. And then forget yourself and go to work for your patients. What do they need? What's going on with them? How can you best serve them? Take the spotlight off yourself and put it on your patients. I haven't done a lot of theater in my life. I've done just a little tiny bit, but any of you theater people out there, have you noticed that when you are in the spotlight, it's kind of hard to see. You can't really see the audience very well. You're blinded by this light in your eyes. So if we can take the spotlight off ourselves, that's when we actually can get a clear view. That's when you'll be able to see the clinical picture with so much more clarity. That's when you'll be able to explain your concerns with more clarity and think about those different medications and understand the disease processes. And that's when you'll be able to connect with the doctors, to ask questions of them and learn from them instead of trying to prove yourself. Then you'll be open to their knowledge and wisdom and experience. And you can take that and use it to grow. So I hope that helps you guys with your doctor phobia, gives you one less thing to be scared of this Halloween. Okay. Well, have such a fun Halloween, stay healthy and safe. And before I sign off, so you can get to whatever fun plans you have for this weekend, I just want to ask that you head to Apple podcasts and leave me a quick review. I would love to hear how this podcast is helping you. All right, you guys. Have an amazing week. I'll talk to you later. Take care.